The meeting will come to order. Welcome to the January 11th, uh, 2024 regular meeting of the Public Safety and Neighborhood Services Committee. I am Supervisor Joel Engardio, Vice Chair of the Committee. I am joined by my colleague, Supervisor Dorsey. The clerk is Mr. John Carroll. Also, I'd like to thank Matthew Ignau at SFGovTV for staffing this meeting. Mr. Clerk, do you have any announcements? Yes, thank you. Please ensure to silence your cell phones and other electronic devices you may have brought with you into the chamber today. If you have any documents to include as part of the file, you should submit them to me by just dropping them at the front rail and I'll come and pick them up. Public comment will be taken on each item on today's agenda when your item of interest comes up on the agenda and public comment is called. Please line up to speak along the right-hand side of this room. I'm pointing it out right now with my left hand. Alternatively, you may submit public comment in writing in either of the following ways. You may email your comment to me. I'm the Public Safety and Neighborhood Services Committee Clerk. My email address is j-o-h-n-c-a-r-r-o-l-l at sfgov.org. Or you may send your written comments via U.S. Postal Service to our office in City Hall. That is the Clerk's Office, room 244, and City Hall's address is 1 Dr. Carlton B. Goodlit Place, San Francisco, California, 94102. If you submit public comment in writing, it will be forwarded to the members of this committee and also included as part of the official file upon which you are commenting. And finally, Mr. Vice Chair, items acted upon today are expected to appear on the Board of Supervisors agenda of January 23rd, 2024, unless otherwise stated. Thank you. Before we begin today's meeting, I'd like to make a motion to excuse, uh, to excuse Chair Stephanie. A motion offered by Vice Chair Ingardio to excuse Chair Stephanie from the meeting today on that motion. Vice Chair, uh, Member Dorsey. Dorsey, aye. Vice Chair Ingardio. Aye. Ingardio, aye. Mr. Vice Chair, there is no opposition. Uh, Mr. Clerk, will you please call the first item? Agenda item number one is a hearing to consider that the person-to-person premise-to-premise transfer of a Type 48 on sale general public premises liquor license to Triple Chan Enterprises to do business as RM212, located at 690 Sacramento, will serve the public convenience or necessity of the city and county. Thank you, Mr. Clerk. Uh, we welcome Officer Stephen Jonas from the San Francisco Police Department ABC Liaison Unit. Good morning, Supervisors. Uh, so you have before you a PCN report for Chan Enterprises uh, operating as RM212. They've applied for a Type 48 license, and if approved, this would allow them to operate an on-sale general public premise. Uh, there are no letters of protest, no letters of support. They are located in Plot 150, which is considered a high-crime area. And they are in Census Tract 611.01, which is considered a high saturation area. Central Station has no opposition. And the ABC Liaison Unit recommends approval with the following conditions. Number one, petitioner shall actively monitor the area under their control in an effort to prevent the loitering of persons on any property adjacent to the licensed premise as depicted on the ABC 253 form. Number two, except as provided in condition two below, no noise shall be audible beyond the area under the control of the licensee. And paragraph two of that is, any noise caused by entertainment or amplified sound that is subject to the provisions of an active entertainment permit issued by the San Francisco Entertainment Commission shall be authorized in accordance with the limits established by that entertainment permit, including any limitation on hours during which entertainment or amplified sound is permitted. 
a violation of the entertainment or amplified sound noise conditions of the entertainment permit as determined by the San Francisco Entertainment Commission or any successor agency shall be deemed to be a violation of this condition. Any noise that is not subject to or is beyond the scope of the entertainment permit shall be subject to condition one above. Entertainment permit means any of the following, a just add music permit, a limited live performance permit, a place of entertainment permit, a fixed place amplified sound permit, or any similar such permit issued by the San Francisco Entertainment Commission. Thank you. Uh, Mr. Clerk, are there representatives of the applicant present? Uh, yes, Mr. Chair, I understand that Ricky Chan is here to represent the applicant. Hi, good morning, supervisors. Uh, my name is Ricky Chan, and along with my business partners, Patrick Chan and Jason G, I want to sincerely thank you for your time and listening to our proposal at 690 Sacramento Street in the heart of Chinatown and Financial District. Room 22, established in 2017, was a thriving Asian fusion restaurant with a Type 41 license. But unfortunately, in 2019, COVID reared its ugly head, and with the culmination of deteriorating economy and diminishing workforce, our financial struggles began to accumulate. Fortunately, in early last year in 2023, we were given the opportunity to purchase a Type 48 license, which will allow us an extra stream of revenue and hopefully revitalize the business. We not only want to reap the benefits during a good economy, but we also want to be a supporting beam during the bad times too. <clears throat> Although there are opportunities arising outside of our jurisdiction, we truly love where we are, we respect our neighbors, and we believe the potential is limitless. <clears throat> Excuse me. As a AAPI-owned business for the past seven years, we would like to pioneer the reform we would like to pioneer the efforts and help building, rebuilding downtown and proudly represent our Chinese heritage in doing so. With that being said, we hope that the board can grant us, under the identity of Type 48, the opportunity to continue serving the city for many years to come. Thank you so much for your time today. Appreciate it. Uh, before we go to public comment, are there any questions? Uh, great, Mr. Clerk, please open public comment. Very good, Mr. Vice Chair. If you have public comment on agenda item number one, please come forward to the lectern, and if you're waiting for your opportunity to speak, please line up along the wall that I'm indicating with my left hand. It appears we have one speaker, and let me make sure I've got the timer set. Please begin. Good morning, Supervisors. David Villalobos. Um, I had initially uh, prepared and submitted the required materials for the conditional use process regarding this application, and during the uh, lengthy and arduous process, it was determined early on that this uh, application is in total step with the city's downtown recovery plan. Um, the applicants are decent, hardworking folks that barely survived the pandemic, um, and they're trying to, to save their business, and this is what this is all about. And I'm hoping that you'll support this application this morning, and I want to thank you for your time. Thank you, David Villalobos, for sharing your comments with the committee. Do we have anyone else who has public comment on agenda item number one? Mr. Vice Chair. Okay, seeing none, public comment is now closed. Uh, any other additional questions? Okay, um, I would now like to move that the clerk prepare a resolution making a determination that the issuance of a person-to-person, premise-to-premise transfer of a Type 48 on-sale general public premises liquor license to the applicant would serve the public convenience or necessity. May we take this motion without objection and send this resolution to the full board with positive recommendation? 
I hear a motion now to send a resolution that supports the uh, applicant and on that motion offered by Vice Chair Engardio, Member Dorsey. Dorsey, aye. Vice Chair Engardio. Aye. Engardio, aye. Stephanie is excused. Mr. Vice Chair, there are two ayes and no opposition. Okay, Mr. Clerk, oh. Can you call the next item, please? Very good. Agenda item number two is a hearing to consider the issuance of a Type 90 on-sale general music venue liquor license to SR Visions, LLC, to do business as the record bar located at 177 Eddy will serve the public convenience and necessity of the city and county. Okay, thank you, Mr. Clerk. Welcome back, Officer Jonas. Thank you. Uh, you have before you a public convenience and necessity report for SRV Visions LLC operating as the record bar. They have applied for a type 90 license and if approved this would allow them to operate an on sale general music venue. Uh, SFPD has received, received no letters of protest and no letters of support. The business is located in plot 176 which is considered a high crime area and they are in census tract 125.03 which is considered a high saturation area. Tenderloin Station reports no opposition. The ABC liaison unit recommends approval with the following conditions. Number one, except as provided in condition two below, no noise shall be audible beyond the area under the control of the licensee. Condition two, any noise caused by entertainment or amplified sound that is subject to the provisions of an active entertainment permit issued by the San Francisco Entertainment Commission shall be authorized in accordance with the limits established by that entertainment permit, including any limitation on hours during which entertainment or amplified sound is permitted. A violation of the entertainment or amplified sound noise conditions of the entertainment permit as determined by the San Francisco Entertainment Commission or any successor agency shall be deemed to be a violation of this condition. Any noise that is not subject to or is beyond the scope of the entertainment permit shall be subject to condition one above. Entertainment permit means any of the following, a just add music permit, a limited live performance permit, a place of entertainment permit, a fixed place amplified sound permit, or any similar such permit issued by the San Francisco Entertainment Commission. And finally, Petitioners shall actively monitor the area under their control in an effort to prevent the loitering of persons on any property adjacent to the licensed premise as depicted on the ABC 253 form. Thank you. Mr. Clerk, are there representatives of the applicant present? Yes, Mr. Chair, I understand that Mark Rennie is here to represent the applicant. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, Mr. Vice Chair, uh, Supervisors, Again, my name is Mark Rennie. I'm representing SR Visions, doing business at the record store. And there's a, Frank, there's a famous Frank Sinatra song with the lyrics that if I can make it here, I can make it anywhere. And I, I suggest that you might go down to 177 Eddie some night at 2 a.m. when my, my client is the most popular and thing in that within probably a half of a mile. Um, this, you've got my letter, it sort of spills it out. This had a type 47 license. We want to switch it into a type 70 license, or type, excuse me, type 90 license and sell off the 47. We're doing that because we're losing money and there's uh, the spread on uh, a type 90 and a type 47 is about 165 to 185,000 right now. We're going to take that money and do a, another rehab on the place. The good news is I was standing out there <clears throat> 
uh, on Tuesday at four o'clock and all the black premium Ubers were pulling up as uh, KDT Ventures, a biotech company, is part of the J.P. Morgan convention in town that I guess is doing pretty well. Um, they all rolled up, went down in the basement. This is one of the most beautiful spots in San Francisco. Um, and it sort of surprised me because four or 500 people were in there having a party as part of the convention. Outside, there was a uh, fentanyl apocalypse raging, and the people didn't see it. Jumped out of their Ubers, in the door. We have really smart, you know, martial arts trained security, and this is probably the most popular venue um, it, after, say, 1 a.m. in the morning. It, it has an after-hours license, so doing really well. Um, and I think it's really weird because I put my first, a little bit of perspective, I put my first uh, permits on a place in 1985 called 1015 Folsom that's still under the same ownership. And so uh, during that time, Slim's Great American Music Hall Chapel end up all of them I've represented. And so I've seen two or three cycles like this. And I think the most important thing that I've seen recently is the two, my two most popular and successful venues right now are Monroe, which is on Broadway, which is totally deserted, and 177 Eddy Street, which is in a fentanyl apocalypse. So um, I don't know what that means, but you know, I guess that means there's a glimmer of hope here because people will go down there and people will, from conventions will book very expensive parties at three and four and five in the afternoon on a Tuesday. And obviously San Francisco needs some life downtown. Um, I think there is hope. I'm telling my clients, hey, we bounced off the bottom and uh, never, never, ever short San Francisco because it's a fool's game to do that. And my, the smart money people in town are now grabbing stuff, and I'm seeing it right now. So anyway, that's the good news. I would just ask that you, you know, send this to the full board with your approval, and, uh, and thank you. And uh, if you want to come down at 2 in the morning, you know, get in touch with us, because it's pretty, uh, pretty popular. It goes till about 4 or 5 in the morning. Thank you. Any questions? Sure. Um, I just wanted to um, add that... Uh, I, although personally, my, my nightlife, uh, you know, days are, I think, probably behind me largely. I do, it, my enthusiasm for supporting the nightlife community is, uh, endures and, and is a really important part of what we need to do in San Francisco for um, the district I represent, as well as the neighboring district where this is located. Um, so I really appreciate, uh, I know this is the, the, your participation in this process and your commitment to this city in this. Um, we're gonna be talking about some cultural resources and I think this is, part, this is part and parcel of that. This is something San Francisco does well. It creates a, a city that people wanna to come to, um, wanna to enjoy themselves in. So I just appreciate um, your work and everybody's work on this and I'm happy to support it. Great, uh, Mr. Clerk, you can open public comment. Thank you, Mr. Vice Chair. If anyone has public comment on agenda item number two, please come forward to the lectern now. We'll pause for a moment to see if we have any speakers. And Mr. Vice Chair, it appears we have no speakers. Okay, public comment is now closed. I would now like to move that the clerk prepare a resolution making a determination that the issuance of a type 90 on sale general music venue liquor license to the applicant would serve the public convenience or necessity. May we take this motion without objection and send this resolution to the full board with positive recommendation. 
All right, thank you, Mr. Vice Chair. I understand a direction is made that I prepare a resolution that uh, finds that the public convenience or necessity would be served, and then on the motion to recommend offered by Vice Chair Angardio. Member Dorsey. Dorsey, aye. Vice Chair Angardio. Aye. Angardio, aye. Mr. Vice Chair, there are two ayes with Member Stephanie excused. Excuse me. Right. Uh, can you read the next item, please? Agenda item number three is an ordinance amending the health code to require that sites that collect medical specimens on behalf of clinical lab laboratories partner with either a governmental entity, a licensed healthcare provider located in the city or an educational or academic institution, establish hygiene, sanitation, and privacy standards, and adhere to the Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act, prohibiting such sites from paying individuals to take a medical test, and providing that a violation of the specimen collection standards is a misdemeanor offense and a public health nuisance subject to an administrative penalty that may be imposed by the Department of Public Health. Thank you, Mr. Clerk. This item is sponsored by Supervisor Preston. His legislative aide, Melissa Hernandez, is here on his behalf uh, to speak about the item. Good morning, and thank you very much for hearing this item today. Um, as you may recall from last year, our office worked on this ordinance with the Department of Public Health to help give the city tools to address COVID testing tents, which were engaged in suspicious activity and not returning uh, results to some of the, the people who they ostensibly tested. We wanted to convey our thanks to this committee for forwarding the original item to the full board with recommendation and also for your support um, in passing this unanimously, uh, particularly Supervisor Dorsey, who is a co-sponsor. Thank you very much for co-sponsoring this version as well. Um, we believe that this is a critical piece of legislation to protect many of our most vulnerable re residents, and the legislation is already reducing the prevalence of problematic pop-up sites. At the time we passed that ordinance, um, we also duplicated the file so that we could make some amendments and make enforcement easier and more effective as requested by the Department of Public Health. So this amended version of the ordinance will expand the tools under the ordinance in two key ways. Number one, it will prohibit the practice of paying people to test um, while leaving flexibility for the Department of Public Health to provide incentives if needed in the future. Um, and it will also make violations of this ordinance a misdemeanor. We really hope to have your support today. I'm happy to take any questions. Through the, through the chair, thank you so much. I, I just want to, I have no questions, but I do want to uh, reiterate my appreciation to Supervisor Preston and our co-sponsor, Supervisor Ronan, um, for being on this. I will confess that when I saw these, I just, I just assumed this was from the Department of Public Health. I think reasonable people during a public health emergency assumed that these were public sector um, it, you know, endeavors, and to find out that it isn't, it's some kind of fly-by-night, we have no idea what they're doing, there's privacy risks, and I think more importantly, it's opening the door to, God knows what they're going to be doing if, they're, if we don't, uh, you know, create a, a law like this. So I really appreciate the leadership of Supervisor Preston in your office and the work you have done on it, and just happy to support and uh, happy to be a co-sponsor. Uh, great. Mr. Clerk, please open up public comment. Thank you, Mr. Vice Chair. Does anyone here in the chamber with us have public comment on agenda item number three related to regulating medical specimen test collection sites? If so, please come forward to the lectern at this time. Mr. Vice Chair, I don't believe we have any speakers. Okay, seeing none, public comment is now closed. Uh, seeing, let's see, I would now like to entertain a motion to pass this item out of committee with positive recommendation. Are you making that motion, Mr. Yes. Vice Chair? Oh, very good. 
A motion offered by Vice Chair Engardio that this ordinance be recommended to the Board of Supervisors on that motion. Member Dorsey. Dorsey, aye. Chair Stephanie is excused. Vice Chair Engardio. Aye. Engardio, aye. Mr. Vice Chair, there are two ayes with uh, Chair Stephanie excused. And the motion passes. Okay, next item, please. Agenda item number four is a resolution expressing support for the Soma Pilipinas gateway design and gateway construction at the intersection of Folsom and Russ Streets and urging the San Francisco Arts Commission and the Department of Public Works to work closely with the Planning Department and Soma, Soma Pilipinas to build and own the gateway. Thank you, Mr. Clerk. This item is sponsored by Supervisor Dorsey. I will turn it over to him. Great, thank you so much, Vice Chair Engardio, for calendaring, calendaring this item. And I'd like to say, um, for the record, that there is one little update because I think as of this, in this morning uh, when we came in, we had nine co-sponsors and I am proud to say that this resolution is now unanimously sponsored by the board. All 11 supervisors are aboard and the clerk will be getting um, written notification of that. Um, this resolution provides a good background on the uh, Filipino community's rich history in the south of market, um, as well as some background on this gateway project, so I'm going to keep my re remarks brief. Um, in 2016, the city and county of San Francisco formally recognized the establishment of the Filipino Cultural District, um, and one of their core missions being to increase the visibility and celebrate the contributions of the Filipino community in Soma, San Francisco, California, as well as uh, the diaspora, and to develop cultural arts assets and creative placemaking um, and cultural markers and monuments. Uh, vis visible cultural assets are an important part of building community and enriching our public realm. Uh, and in fact, I think it's one of the things that San Francisco does best. I think this is especially important at a time when we are mounting our economic comeback. Uh, the Chinatown community is marked by the Dragon's Gate. Similarly, the Japanese community is marked by the Peace Pagoda and Plaza. District 6 uh, that I represent hosts other cultural districts in addition to Soma Pilipinas, which include um, the Leather and LGBTQ Cultural District and a portion of the Transgender District. But to date in San Francisco, the Filipino community has lacked the visible markers indicating um, the rich history and importance of this community in South of Market and elsewhere in San Francisco. The Soma Pilipinas Chess Report strategies include city support for cultural district pu public realm improvements, including the creation of monuments such as gateways. Um, Soma Pilipinas is also in a unique position with their prime location to be a driver of our post-COVID economic recovery. And I think that's especially true in the Mission Corridor. And I'm really excited about some of the ideas that are, that are out there. This is you know, between a heavily residential area and a heavily commercial area. You know, this is something, there, there's a, a cultural area that I think can really be a draw that um, I'm excited to be a part of and I'm gonna be very supportive, supportive of as supervisor and as a neighbor, because that's my, my neighborhood too. Uh, the future of downtown should include cultural programming and institutions, of course, and I've seen how the institute organizations like Soma Pilipinas and Cultivate Labs are organizing amazing events that uh, bring foot traffic downtown into the Yerba Buena area. Um, the gateway and other public realm cultural assets are certain to draw visitors once installed. Uh, my office has been working with the cultural district, the planning department, and the arts commission, and um, I know some people are here today from both uh, of those agencies to identify funding sources and a path forward for the construction of the gateway and or a similar monument. 
There are certainly many details to work out with the departments, which is why my office will continue to work with the Planning and the Arts Commission uh, for the next 90 days on a path forward. Um, I introduced a hearing request so this committee can hopefully hear updates on that work this spring. As this work continues, um, I believe it's important for the board to formally declare its support, and I'm grateful again that it's unanimous for a permanent cultural monument such as this gateway for the Filipino Cultural District and encourage the Arts Commission uh, to, to commission new works uh, that center voices and stories that are not adequately reflected right now of the current collection, such as the voices that reflect Filipino cultural, cult, culture and identity. Um, you know, I also want to express, and I hope this is discussed in some of the presentations, um, just how impressed I am with the artist Francesca Gamas. Um, I was very uh, impressed with some of the, the uh, competing visions that were presented to me shortly after I became a member of the Board of Supervisors, but I don't think I fully fell in love with this project until I saw the final version of this arch. And I will say, um, I think public art installations and monuments and memorials, when they're at their best, um, aren't just uh, installations in and of themselves, but they take into account um, lighting and the shadows. I remember when I lived in Washington, D.C. for a few years in the Clinton administration, I would often run in the National Mall. I was always impressed with the Vietnam Memorial because it was a different experience every day, depending on the light, depending on the weather. And I think the way that this arch um, is evocative of the community's history um, and symbolism, but also takes into account the neighborhood, the placement at the end at the uh, VMD Park, um, and how it's going to weather as a, as a you know, in, in, in years to come, and how it will be a placemaking opportunity that changes depending on where the shadows are. And I'm really excited about this. I think this is more than just a garden variety or art installation. I think this is a destination for, the San, for San Francisco that people are going to come to and appreciate and take photos of. And I'm really proud to be the supervisor that represents the district of this. I, I'm very excited about this and really excited um, to have this hearing and to hear from uh, people about the updates. For the sake of simplicity, I have some, um, like, uh, some amendments and I'm gonna have to read those into the record. Um, there are some changes to whereas and resolved clauses, so I'm gonna just do this. I hope you'll uh, bear with me. To strike the long title and amend it to read, resolution expressing, expressing support for a permanent cultural monument, sorry about this, and public realm artworks for the Filipino Cultural Heritage District urging the Arts Commission to commission new works that center voices and stories that are not currently highlighted in the Civic Art Collection, such as permanent and temporary public realm artworks that reflect Filipino cultural, culture and identity. And finding that the Soma Filipinas Gateway Project could provide a model for the city to advance social and racial equity by visually uplifting the rich history and collective experience, contributions, struggles, and triumphs of people of color and immigrant communities who are an important part of San Francisco's diversity and are stole as a city. Adding language to explain the work the Arts Commission is doing and has done. Advancing the recommendations of the Monuments and Memorials Advisory Committee and center underrepresented voices. Recognize a monument that contextualizes Americans, America's invasion and occupation of the Philippines providing technical support to Soma Pilipinas. And per city attorney guidance and department feedback, 
strike language in the resolved and further resolved clauses that urge prioritization, permitting, and funding, and replace it with language asking the Arts Commission um, to commission new works that center voices and stories that are not currently highlighted in the monument's report, such as the voices that reflect Filipino culture, culture and identity. Um, after public comment, I'll make a motion to incorporate those amendments. And through the chair, I would like to now invite up uh, Soma Pilipinas Director Raquel Redondias, if that's all right, um, to show us some pictures and share some information um, about the gateway. Thank you so much, uh, Raquel, and uh, welcome to the Public Safety and Neighborhood Services Committee. The floor is yours. Good morning. Thank you very much, Supervisor Dorsey. Um, my name is Raquel Redondius. I'm the director of Soma Pilipinas, and uh, really excited to share with the committee here um, some, some of the background and designs of the gateway. Um, but before we do that, I wanted to also thank, um, really uh, um, sincere thank you to Supervisor Dorsey and his whole team, uh, who's been really working with the community on this design for the last couple of years. Uh, we um, wanna just acknowledge um, by name, uh, Chief of Staff David Owen, Brian Dahl, but very especially uh, Madison Tam, who has been a really great um, advocate for this gateway. Um, and wanted to, for the clerk, I have um, some uh, letters um, for the record, if I could share with you and for the committee members. I also want to acknowledge um, direct Planning Director Rich Hillis, who will uh, be available to um, share additional background for us today, as well as um, the Arts Commission uh, Director of Cultural Affairs, Ralph Remington, and Mary Chu, and Komate also from his team. So I wanted to share um, that um, we started off with a call for artists more than two years ago, and we had a number um, respond to the call for artists who we selected three great artists with great concepts and ultimately um, uh, selected Francesca Gamez and we're really excited about her work. Uh, she is a Philippine-born uh, Bay Area artist and um, she's, uh, we've worked with her before. We had co-commissioned a mural with SF MoMA um, for her piece here on the left, um, and she's also uh, completed the mural on the right, which is at Macapin Elementary School, and which is also an Arts Commission-supported mural. Uh, more recently, she completed a major um, public artwork um, for the city of Sacramento, which you can see here um, on the screen. So we're... And um, just some background, the design inspirations for the gateway um, draws from um, iconog like Filipino iconography from our homeland. So the sun, Babayin, which is our, our pre-colonial script. And then of course, um, the islands and the waterways and our, um, our culture of respecting our elders, which you can see here. Um, it also draws from natural elements um, to envision a really iconic piece of public art that could be um, enjoyed by the whole community and that could really be an um, iconic um, piece that really elevates the visibility of the Filipino community. Currently, we don't have any permanent um, 
cultural markers. We have the banners. We have um, some really exciting new murals that's coming to the cultural district. But we really wanted something that is structural, that um, similar to the Peace Pagoda or the Chinatown Gateway. So the design of the gateway um, are two pieces. One is the um, arch that, um, as Supervisor Dorsey mentioned, uh, really incorporates uh, shadow play um, in the design, um, as well as uh, some of the, um, the bronze elements that we'll, I'll be explaining a little bit in a little bit. Um, the location is right in the heart of the youth and family zone. Uh, which is uh, around the corner from Bessie Carmichael. It's on Folsom and Russ, uh, right across from Victoria Manalo Draves Park, uh, as well as around the corner from United Players, from um, West Bay, as well as uh, SOMCAN, which are youth service serving organizations in our neighborhood. Uh, so this is um, a rendering of what the gateway would look like on Folsom and Russ. We also worked uh, closely with um, SFMTA as part of their Folsom and Howard improvement project to identify this location and to you know, contemplate this as part of uh, that, those major um, improvement projects. The, um, the bronze piece um, is an important element which will include narratives um, both from our um, homeland, like, you know, again, um, where we come from, 7,000 islands, as well as um, include the narratives of uh, Filipino-American experience here um, in the Bay Area, specifically in San Francisco. So depicting some of our um, really important um, struggles and triumphs as a community, like the I Hotel, um, Justice for World War II veterans, as well as um, you know all of our struggles for ethnic studies and um, just educational equity um, and arts equity in the city. What um, is most important to us about this project is that it's really community-driven, community-led, and uh, vetted, um, and so in the last two years, even through the pandemic, we were able to get hundreds of community members give their input um, in the design and also um, and also uh, just tell their stories um, and lift up the kind of narratives they would like the public art piece to represent. So we're really excited about uh, that aspect of it. Um, also wanted to highlight that in the design of it, we really want to make sure that this is a important placekeeping and pl uh, creative placemaking opportunity um, that would extend the public open space um, from the park. Um, and as uh, Supervisor Dorsey mentioned, um, we um, plan to incorporate lighting um, that would um, contribute to the design, but also to the safety and accessibility of the piece um, for the whole neighborhood as well as visitors alike. So I think that's uh, the last of the presentation. Wanted to turn it over to uh, oh, director, uh, planning director Rich Hillis uh, to share uh, additional background. Thank you, Raquel. Good morning, supervisors. Thank you, uh, Supervisor Dorsey, for for putting this forward. We are very supportive. As you know, you don't you typically see us here. Um, our department related to code changes or, or plans that are moving forward or the housing element. But a, but a equally important part of our work is working with cultural districts, working with communities on community-led planning processes and visions, and actually implementing those. And, and this dates back 
to our work in Central Salma. And you know, we've always been supportive of, of this idea, and it, it's important for cultural preservation and community strengthening to implement this. But as we work through this process, we recognize that we can't leave this to a to a to the nonprofit to to do this work. If we're really committed to it, we've got to be a strong partner, both our agency, the Arts Commission in this case, DPW, MTA, FIRE, and others. A relatively straightforward pro project like this is complicated to do and expensive. So um, we, we recognize that, that the city has to be a true partner, both in implementing the vision of the community and in funding this, to be frank. And we know that funding is an issue throughout the city. But I think you're resolution does this and, and we look forward to working with you, your office, the Arts Commission, and the community to make this happen. So thank you. Well, Supervisors, uh, Ralph Remington, uh, Director of Cultural Affairs, San Francisco Arts Commission. Uh, pleasure to speak to you today. Um, I just wanna come up here briefly to uh, express our support at the San Francisco Arts Commission for this project and uh, We've been longtime uh, partners with the Filipino community and some of Pilipinas and the various other uh, agencies in the Filipino community and community constituents. So we are pleased and proud to work on this project and we'll bring you updates in the future as necessary. Thank you. And thank you so much uh, through the chair. I want to express my gratitude to Director Hillis Mr. Remington, I know that um, Mary Chu is here also, and, and as well as Koma Tay. I don't know if you, there's anything that you'd like to add, or if, uh, that I know that you, I appreciate you being here. If there were any questions, I do want to um, express um, my, my gratitude in particular to Raquel Rodondias, not just for your leadership, but also for, um, also for your ambitious vision um, in this, because again, I think this is, this is not just a, a a, you know, just a, an installation, but a cultural asset that San Francisco can be proud of and that I think is something that um, is going to be great for the city. Um, so thank, thank you for that. I, I would also, I really always love when people um, give shout, shouts out to staff as well, and I really do also appreciate, in addition to um, Madison Tam, who has done some uh, great work, and my whole team is, uh, is, loves this project, and I know everybody is working hard on it. The one person who wasn't mentioned is the person you're going to call whenever there's problems, and that's um, Mahana Sibadi, who does with the constituent service, so I want to give her a shout as, as well, because I think she does a lot of the thankless work so that, that for when there's problems. Um, so she will be there as well, and she is equally enthusiastic about this project, so thank you. Good morning. Supervisor Dorsey, my name is Janet Daniels and the rest of the committee, good morning. I live in Soma community and I have been here since 1988 and I love the cultural simplicity of San Francisco and the support of all the people around me. I see Supervisor Dorsey all the time in all of the Filipino functions, whether it's Rita's or Canon Keep or the Philippine Embassy. So um, I just would like to express 
the Filipino gratitude for supporting us, we feel it deep inside. And the culture, the rich culture of this gateway will not only enhance a display, but tourism in San Francisco will come. A lot of Filipinos from all over will come and see this. And I just would like to ask for your support to complete this project. It has been long overdue, and um, hopefully this time it'll be approved. And again, thank you, Supervisor Dorsey. Hope to see you at Camden Keep. Thanks, thanks so much. And I, I'll I will just say, look, I want to just express my, my appreciation to the Filipino community. And I, and I will say, I live in a development, I'm very aware. I, I live in a housing development um, that, but for the activism of the Filipino community and the leadership of one of my predecessors, Supervisor Chris Daly, you know, that a lot of that, the possibility of what the Trinity Place would have been, you know, would not, would have been a very different thing. So I feel like I'm a, I'm a beneficiary of um, all the work that the Filipino community does. And in this, I think this is an opportunity to just enrich the whole city. So I, I, I wanna express my gratitude on behalf of the entirety of the Board of Supervisors that's co-sponsoring this um, to the community. So thank you. I think that is it for the presentations. I think we can open up to public comment. Yep. Thank you, Mr. Vice Chair. Do we have anyone here who has public comment on this agenda item number four related to the support for the Soma Filipinas Gateway Cultural Marker? If so, please come forward to the lectern that I'm indicating with my left hand over here. And if you are waiting for your opportunity to speak, please line up along the western wall of this room. Okay. If you're ready, you may begin. Okay. Thank you so much. Good morning, Supervisor Dorsey. Uh, my name is Patricia Zamora, and I am a commu the community. I work with community engagement in San Francisco with the Community Art Stabilization Trust. And CAST is a, is a community-centered real estate organization committed to ensuring that artists and cultural workers stay and create in the Bay Area. Um, some of our, pro our main office is located uh, in San Francisco at 447 Mina within the Soma Filipinas Cultural District. Some of our close-by projects have been Counterpulse, luggage store that we have partnered with to secure those buildings and others in securing those buildings for art and cultural workers to continue to be uh, doing what they do so beautifully. Um, we, like everyone here, believe that art and culture are essential for vibrant communities and neighborhoods. And since the beginning, the Soma Filipinas Cultural District has, for me and for our organization, been a living example of how rooting arts and culture in community engagement and development has not only, as you were mentioning, how it benefits community within the district, but also its impact around the city because there's the, all the cultural districts. And so this, is, this um, project is very important for everyone and beyond the city. So I just wanna honor and thank, thank uh, recognize the leadership of Soma Filipinas and the community that have been involved so beautifully. And also this is inspiring because this is the way it should be done. So this is actually a, an example of how we can continue to work together. So thank you so much. Thank you, Patricia Zamora, for sharing your comments. Do we have anyone else who has public comment on agenda item number four? Mr. Vice Chair. 
Seeing none, public comment is now closed. I would now like to entertain a motion to accept the amendments and pass this item out of committee with positive recommendation. Sure, thank you, Chair, uh, Vice Chair. <clears throat> I will make a motion to amend the resolution as I read into the record previously and then send this item to the full board with a positive recommendation. Mr. Vice Chair, we'll take the motion serially. First, the motion offered by Member Dorsey that the resolution be amended on that motion. Member Dorsey. Dorsey, aye. Vice Chair Engardio. Aye. Engardio, aye. Stephanie is absent. Mr. Vice Chair, there is no opposition to the motion. Uh, the motion passes. And then on the motion offered by Member Dorsey that it be recommended as amended on that motion, Member Dorsey. Dorsey, aye. Vice Chair Engardio. Aye. Engardio, aye. Stephanie, absent. Mr. Vice Chair, there is no opposition once again. And the motion passes. Okay. Uh, I think, is there one more item? Thank you, Mr. Vice Chair. Agenda item number five is a hearing on the working conditions and accommodations for working women and children in the San Francisco Police Department, including access to clean and adequate lactation resources and child care. Thank you, Mr. Clerk. The item is sponsored by Supervisor Melgar, and I understand that she would like to have this item continued and heard at a later date. If there are no questions, Mr. Clerk, please open public comment. Thank you. Do we have anyone here who has public comment for agenda item number five related to working conditions for women in San Francisco Police Department? If so, please come forward to the lectern at this time. And Mr. Vice Chair, it appears we have no speakers. Okay, seeing none, public comment is now closed. Uh, I would like to entertain a motion to continue this item to the call of the chair. You're offering that motion, Mr. Yes. Vice Chair? On the motion offered by Vice Chair Engardio that it be continued to the call of the chair, Member Dorsey. Dorsey, aye. Vice Chair Engardio. Aye. Engardio, aye. Vice, uh, chair Stephanie is absent. Mr. Vice Chair, there are two ayes and no opposition. Motion passes. Uh, Mr. Clerk, are there any more items before us today? There is no further business. Then we are adjourned. Thank you.